the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. hump day it's st patty's day out there and i want to wish all of you irish folk out there a very happy st patty's day including myself i'm not allowed to wish everybody a happy st patty's day because we got to remember we got to remember the new rules right if you're not an irish person out there you're not allowed to be wearing green today i don't know if jen Saki. I haven't checked out her Ancestry.com, but she's wearing green and a tree on her chest. I'm not sure what that's about. But she's doing some cultural appropriation if she cannot prove that she's Irish. Okay? My buddy here, he's Irish. I'm part Irish. And we, we're incredibly offended by anybody. Waiting for my Irish reparations. I'll take a shamrock shake. That's good for me. Okay. Okay, then. You're on, you're on board with what uh, somebody said here on Twitter. He said, shout out to all the Irish people whose families were enslaved, came to the U.S. for a better life, Worked in factories and then got called privileged and blamed for slavery by beta male soy drinking hypocrites and depressed feminists. How easily that's forgotten about. Yeah, this is like this is the tweet of the day, my people. Uh, It's all about uh, shifting narratives on the part of the left, all about the cultural Marxist movement of which they are tearing apart the fabric of society, rewriting history. In fact, speaking of history, we're going to do a little wind back Wednesday in a little bit, all the way back to coincidentally, but maybe not coincidentally, 1984, where a former KGB operative who defected predicted everything that's going on today in excruciating, shocking detail. I don't even remember where I caught wind of it because I actually heard about this KGB guy, but it was a different one than I found today when I did this this story. So I, brought, I, I, I invited my friend Don Jans who wrote the book, The Road to Tyranny, who is an expert historically on all things uh, that has to do with um, the takeover uh, uh, by regimes and all the different methods. And we're going to talk about the stunning, stunning interview that this man did back in 1984. Wait till you hear his predictions and the and and what's and the reason why he based his predictions in terms of the strategies being used by the Marxists. So stay tuned for that. Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. If you want to call in and give a shout out to anybody yourself, or maybe you want to call in and talk about this topic that's exploding all over my Facebook, which is the fashion show that depicts women. Hanging as side of beef off of other women, you know, be glad you're not following me on Facebook, my man, because this might make you lose your shamrock shake right here on the show. We ain't got time for you to be barfing. Let me bring in my man, DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman. Yesterday, 
I met in this very room. With DJ I'm just flashing back to the Lady Gaga meat dress. Like this is I, anything with beef or poultry and fashion. Let's not go there, people. No, this is what. Yeah, well, this is women depicted as the meat. In fact, you know that meat dress she had on actually, you know. You know, put some open flame next to it and give me a give me a, a skewer, and I'm not even ready to eat. I mean, I was not particularly offended by that. All right. Um. So last night we had breaking news before the show where we had we had shootings in Atlanta area spas. Eight Asian uh, presumed women at the time we knew it was happening were were killed. And the suspect was apprehended, and it was a white guy. And I said, to, and I said to Skins, I said, we're going to follow this story, and if it has national implications, we will we will bring it to you. And I said, you know, nobody's reporting on it tonight, so they you know they haven't found a way. I said this last night. I said they haven't found a way to like superimpose, you know, Photoshop a MAGA hat on him somehow in in a way that they can try to blame Trump for this. Oh, they did all over today. Guess what happened? The sheriff comes out and says the guy that we apprehended, this dude, is, is a sex psycho perv monster dude who went to kill, who had visited these these spas, these massage parlors. He had a sexual addiction, so fill in the dots as to what was going on in these in these establishments, and be, and according to the sheriff, the motivation for him to go and shoot up these spas was to try to end temptation, okay? Um, because the left has to constantly try to, to, to push the false narrative that America is, you know, a, a nation of 100% white supremacy, every problem going on in this country, no matter what happens, it's the, it's the fault of, of white supremacists in this country. So because the victims here were women of color and the dude who pulled the trigger was white, it didn't matter what the sheriff said. In fact, it, it, it didn't matter what facts are because see, facts don't matter. In fact, when you wait to, till Don, Don Jans comes on and we share with you what this former KGB guy said about facts no longer mattering, um, it, they said today that too many police in our country are more concerned with protecting white supremacists uh, than serving commit. It basically accused the uh, the sheriff of fabricating a motivation to try to cover for white supremacy. Well, unfortunately, though, for the black Americans today, the Black Lives Matter movement and Ayanna Presley and uh, Cori Bush to our Asian neighbors. And I know that the world some may seem scary to you, more cruel. We mourn that. And uh, Ayanna Presley, racism, misogyny, white supremacy are a threat to all of our communities. So immediately the Black Lives Matter people pushing out this uh, act as though, you know, we, we got you. We got you, you Asian community. And the Asian community is like, oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, you don't. In fact, you not only ain't got me, you not only don't have our back, you are the community that's been committing uh, most of the crimes against the Asian communities and in increasing numbers recently. That's pretty epic. Yeah. In fact, one lady, it's a, quite an extensive article. She kind of goes off a little bit, I'll explain. But in, in one article, this blackout writes today, uh, pages of her life as an Asian in this country and going back to when she's five, the terrorism that she encountered on the streets, in her home, in her schools, on the school bus, up until she's in her 40s, all by black Americans. 
She goes on to say in 20 and then she and then she's like, OK, you don't believe me. Let's get into some let's get into some data, shall we? In 2018, per the Bureau Bureau of Justice Statistics, 28 percent of all reported violent crimes against Asians were committed by black people. In comparison, only 24 percent came from white people. You might go, okay, well, that's kind of close, right? For, you know, black on Asian crime and white on Asian crime until you realize that given the size of each uh, uh, population, that's astounding because white people outnumber black people by about five to one. And then she goes on to say, in comparison, Asian on black crime is less than 0.1%, not 1%, but less than 0.1%. Who's, and yet today, uh, up here on MSNBC and CNN and all these other outlets, it's all about, in fact, they uh, on CNN, I got the volume off, they showed the, the story of what happened there in, in Atlanta next to a picture of Trump. We need more people speaking up about the truth about the black on Asian crimes. NBC did an article today and said, you know what? This is proof that the Asian community needs to get with that. This is really what started the firestorm of the Asian people speaking up because NBC News did an article today that said, you know what? You Asian people need to wake up and kind of join with the Black Lives Matter movement if you, you know, if you know what's good for you. And that's when the Asians were like, you know what? No, because yeah, yeah, as CNN and others are saying, the, the rise in Asian crime last week we had an 84 year old asian man beaten um you know it's it there is rise in crime against the asian community and it's being done primarily by black americans it's not being done by white supremacists and for all the major media outlets today to blame this on white supremacy to blame it on white america is so um i don't even have the words to articulate it how criminal that is to be to be planting that into the minds of the Americans all day, every day. Now, the Democrats are pushing anti-white rhetoric, blaming white Americans for crimes that they didn't commit at the same time on St. Patty's Day when they're conveniently ignoring the Irish who were enslaved in this country. Um. What's interesting, though, and what I would point out one, to, in, in, uh, to um, take the story to the next step is, okay, Asian Americans, you're, you're offended that the, that the black Americans are, you know, have hijacked your story today of victimhood to make it their own, and that they're denying, they're blaming another uh, race for crimes that they've committed against you. But let me pose this to you, because this lady who wrote this article, um, she lost me at one point. Because she's like, Black America, you're the ones committing these crimes against us. And why? We, we, we're the ones who helped Barack Obama win the presidency. We came and, and stood and marched in Black Lives and, and tried to march in Black Lives Matter rallies. And you told us we didn't belong. We're the ones that supported Stacey Abrams in Georgia to try to, to, try to help her down there. We're just as abused as you are. It was Asian Americans that were in put in internment camps. And that's when it's like, well, then wake up, Asian America. What are you doing writing, writing all of this? If you're then going to continue to veer off into anti-Americanism rhetoric, if you're going to go into that your community is, is being victimized and you're going to point the finger at, at, at a group based on race, but then she veers into this, we're both victims of America. The black community is victims of America and so it Asian Americans. Maybe, but who was the party that victimized black Americans? Who was the party that has victimized Asian Americans? It's not the Republican Party. 
What's wrong with you that you're out there campaigning for Black Lives Matter when you already know the stats about who's committing crimes against Asian Americans? Why are you out there campaigning for Stacey Abrams or any other black Democrat or any Democrat for that matter when you are, are, are saying that Asian Americans were victimized and put in camps because it was the Democrat Party that did that? And by the way, it was Harvard, a far left, you know, commie uh, outfit, commie camp institution that was found guilty in a court for discrimination against Asian students. And that's happening all across this country. You want to stop being victimized as a community. Wise up. Wise up about who's committing, who's, who's abusing you in this country. It's not the Republicans. It's not conservatives. It's not white America. And it's not Trump voters. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to wind back to 1984 uh, and uh, share with you guys. Don Jans will be here, author of The Road to Tyranny. Wait till you wait till y'all get a load of this interview this guy did back in 1984. How did I not even hear about this? Well, we're going to talk about it. We come back. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Happy St. Patty Days out there. A set St. Patrick's Day out there to all you Irish people. Again, we're not wishing non-Irish. Uh, St. Patrick's Day, because otherwise you would be guilty of cultural appropriation. I'm not going to celebrate today any of the, quote, reopening of anything here because there is nothing reopened here. When you have gyms, 99.7%, depending on your age group, uh, recovery of a virus. There's Don't be telling me anything's reopened. Gyms at 10%, restaurants at 25%. This is this isn't reopening, and and for Americans to be acting as though this is a good thing, they're feeding into what we're about to discuss with Don Jans, uh, which is the transformation of America as part of a, a psychological operation, and to where the American people. Just a little teaser here, you know. You look at you look at the uh, the progress that's been made, where the American people now are actually acting as though it's something to be celebrated that the government is allowing to gym a health club to be open at 10%. Are we done? Are we cooked? In 1984, this former KGB operative, Yuri Bezmenov, did an interview in 1984. And he said that the, that, um, that the KGB, that most people think of the KGB as being uh, like uh, the James Bond movies, that it's, that it's all this espionage work. And he said that 85% of, um, 85% of their efforts is a KGB. And when, and when you think about the KGB and you think about Russian, think of, think of this in general terms in terms of Marxism and communism. But he said when the K, with the KGB, only only 15% of their efforts had anything to do with espionage. The rest of it is a psychological operation. And they've done this around the world. And he said in 1984 that there's a four-step process for this, a four-step brainwashing process that we're going to get into now with Don Jans. And in 1984, he said this process was completed and that America was done. 
Joining me now to discuss is Don Jans, who wrote the book The Road to Tyranny. When I saw this today, I had to, I had to text Don. I kind of came to this uh, to this interview in a roundabout way. I heard about this former KGB guy, and I heard these audio clips, but but and I ended up finding this guy Yuri, which was not what I had heard in this other interview. And my mind was blown, Don Jans, because I hadn't heard this interview before in all these years that I've studied Marxism and communism and and all this stuff. This is the first time. It's like God led me to this dude today, and I felt compelled compelled to share this with the listeners um your thoughts before we get into the details. thank you very much for, thank you very much for doing that for sharing this because it's something that has to be shared um i, I want to start i want to start with with how um Desmanoff finished he closed his interview by saying that most of the american politicians media and educational system trained another generation of people who think they are being at they are at peacetime? False, he said. United States is in a state of war, undeclared, total war against the basic principles and foundations of their system. He also said, when he, he when he came to the West, he was actually up in Canada, mm-hmm. and. During at the end of his interview, they asked him, well, why are you so concerned about this? This is down in the United States. And he said the same thing that Ronald Reagan said. And Reagan had I don't know if he took it from Reagan or Reagan took it from him. But they both said if the United States is no longer a free nation, where do we go? There is no other place to go. Yeah, he said he said the time bomb is ticking. Yes, he said. um uh, you don't have to be paranoid unless the United States wakes up. He said the time bomb is ticking every second and the disaster is coming closer and closer. Unlike myself, you will have nowhere to defect. So let's so um, we started at the ending, which is kind of where we're at. Um, let's go back to the beginning, this four step process. And this was in 1984. And you can Google this interview with him. He said it starts with demoralization of a population. He says this would takes about 15 to 20 years during this phase. You Young people are influenced to question the integrity of a country and raise suspicions through media propaganda and academia. Perception takes the center stage and facts become meaningless. Um, uh, doesn't that say... He used, he, he, he used the term also, ideological subversion. Yes. Was his, main, was his main overall terminology, which was a part of brainwashing. First part, like you said, is the demoralization. When I was listening to this and reading this, demoralization is really a three-part encompassing. It's changing the whole system. It's, it's re-educating. Lenin said, if I have a kid for eight years, I'll have him for a lifetime. Right. And that's really what you're talking about, is taking a whole generation of Americans and transforming them into collectivists, communists, whatever we're going to call them, Marxist-Leninists. Yes. Now, that has always taken, when we go back and when we study how they've done this, it's always taken about a three-pronged step. You have indoctrination. And we have, our schools have become, were indoctrination centers starting back in the 60s. You also have propaganda. Marxists are great propagandists. And as we go back and when we think as to how things have been propagandized and how we have been told that no socialism, communism isn't all that bad. In fact, 
we were told here in the United States back in the 70s and 80s that we would always have to live with communism. It wasn't until Reagan came along and said, no, we don't. We can defeat communism. Well, except Otherwise, the pro- excuse me for interrupting, except the problem with no. that is that Reagan really didn't address. One of the things he talks about here is in relations to his work in India and then the United States is he says that he was instructed by the KGB to not bother uh, the political prostitutes, and I quote, but instead surround himself with large conservative media persons, rich filmmakers, academicians, and cynical egocentric people. Yes. He said uh, that in the United States, he recruited Professors, civil rights defenders to to subvert and destabilize the country. And so Reagan talked in terms of uh, communism and Marxism in general. He talked about them taking yeah. over the healthcare system, but there was never anything done to address all these different areas of our society from the schools to our media, to our entertainment industry, all the different areas of society for which um, they've gotten over on us. And the demoralization was about taking our morals away from society first. They did it in so many different ways, from Roe v. Wade, from putting a a Planned Parenthood in all the poor people's districts, from telling people that you didn't need to be married to have kids, and then we didn't need to have fathers, and then it was the LBGT push, and then now it's transgender, Um, because what happened was, I think in 84 when he said this, um, you know, we we didn't quite topple over in 20 years, and so they had to double down, and the Republican Party, including Ronald Reagan, did not address any of this. Ronald Reagan did amnesty, one one of the ways that they demoralized us is by saying that we were bigots if we didn't want to let in all these illegals into the country. So that's the demoralized phase. He talks here about um, consistent attacks on the moral fabric. Um, and and, and included, included in this is also intimidation. Yes. But where, where, where they will come, where, where the Marxists or, or those, who are, those in the United States who are Marxists, and we see this very much in cancel culture now, where they say, if you go against us, we will destroy you. Well, the, so, I, yes. You have, you have indoctrination, propaganda, and intimidation. Right. It's all part of that demoralizing. It's all part of the demoralizing. We're seeing that because, again, as they didn't completely topple us, um, now they're really, really doubling down. After, and, and so and when Obama ran for office in 2008 and said that he, they, they were going to transform America, that's when you saw everything that Don Jans just explained really in full speed ahead. The next, next uh, three phases are destabilization, crisis, and normalization. Talk about destabilization of a country. Okay. Destabilization is where you go in, and this is this is exactly what Marx said. You have to go in, and you have to destroy all of the different all of the different functions of the different societies, um, the police forces. You have to destroy the the military. You have to destroy uh, the, the government area, government areas, and primarily, you talk about this a lot, and you're so accurate when you mention it. And don't ever stop. One of the biggest factors the communists understand is you must destroy the family mm-hmm. the core family unit has to be destroyed. And that's part of the destabilizing and destroying the whole, the, 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 the whole society. Uh, absolutely. 
well, excuse me for interrupting before I forget. Yeah. This is one reason why after the Gray Davis recall, uh, Schwarzenegger was installed and he said, I'm fiscally conservative and socially liberal. You can't be because that's what has killed yeah. our economy. That's the way in the destabilization phase they were able to destroy the economy by destroying the family unit. A, a girl who has a child out of wedlock is, has a 90% chance of ending up impoverished. Uh, all of the, all the, these different social justice warrior, warrior causes end up destroying the economy. You look at what's going on now. Uh, you know, you can see it playing out. We're destroying the economy with open borders. We're destroying the economy with taxation and all this climate change. Uh, but, but primarily, one of the ways that you can destroy an economy is through demoralization, destroy the, 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 the family, remove our Judeo-Christian principles and values, which is about hard work and ambition, and turn them into an entitlement society, uh, turn them into overtaxation. Um, uh, he also talks about destabilization is foreign relations, defense systems. Then he gets into crisis and normalization. Wow. Um, talk about that for a moment. Crisis, is, and Rahm Emanuel talks about this all the time. Never let a crisis go to waste. When, we've had, when we have crises, we see a great advance in, in government taking over society and that's really what communism is government taking over society and telling us dictating to us how we can live our lives and what we have to think let's go back we've had two two big crises in the 21st century uh september 11th when some people did something if you'll recall mm-hmm. some people did something i forget but but they, 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 these people did this and what happened is we had a huge takeover, and this was under the Bush administration, George W. Bush. We had a huge takeover of government. Government came in, and they made it legal where they could spy on us, where they could control our lives, where they dictated to us. The other crisis that we have is is this so-called exaggerated pandemic, and I still haven't bought into that this COVID thing is much worse than, than what a bad flu season is. I, that's, that's my personal opinion. I don't see it. Science, I think, proves my point. But it's a crisis, and it's been an exaggerated crisis. And look at, look at Andrea. The rights and liberties that you and I and every one of our listeners has lost. We now are told when we can go outside even. We're told where we can go on a Sunday. We can't go to church on a Sunday. We're told we have to wear these masks that do absolutely nothing. And that's all a matter of government controlling us. My friend, that is communism. Well, this is what he said in 19... One of the things that I want people to really get clearly, is we say all this kind of stuff a lot, that what what we're just talking about right now, but what I want people to really take away is that this is what this man was saying in 1984. He said that in in relation to the crisis, this will happen in America if you allow the schmucks to bring the country to crisis. Promise people... This is the economic. Promise people all kinds of goodies Mm -hmm. and paradise on earth. Destabilize your economy eliminate the people, the principle of free market competition, put a big brother government in Washington, D.C. with benevolent things. He says, when in regards to the crisis, this will happen to America unless it gets rid of people who will bring it to a crisis. If people will fail to grasp the impending danger of that development, nothing will Nothing ever can help the United States. You may kiss goodbye to your freedoms. And I hate to say this, but Trump failed to grasp 
Yes. The, 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 that this was a power play when these people came into the White House and told him 20 million people would die if he didn't shut down the government. And he allowed fear to overtake reason and rational thought. He did not see what was what was being done in terms of the crisis. And this guy here in 1984 said that they can use a crisis to seize power of the United States in six weeks. We are at one, the one year anniversary of 15 days to flatten the curve. There is no end in sight to that. They have us under control now, complete control. And even in states like Florida, where we hear about DeSantis, there's still states in Florida, areas in Florida to where mayors and others are threatening people. We're not we're not completely free in this country, in the United States of America. And we're and and I don't know that we ever will be again, because as he's talked about here. And I know I'm well over the point of a break. One of the things that he talks about here, going back to your point about um, the psychological, op- uh, the subversion, is that what it does to the psyche of people. And he says, yeah. they change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite the abundance of information, um, well, this wasn't the quote that I wanted. Oh, this is it. Exposure, uh, that exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who is demoralized is unable to assess true information. Isn't that the case where after four years of false accusations of Russian collusion, it didn't matter what the facts are anymore? It doesn't like tonight the story about about Atlanta and this. It doesn't matter what the facts are. It doesn't matter what the facts are with the election, Don Jans, that people don't want to see it. It doesn't matter what the facts are about coronavirus. The American people on general, even including conservatives and Republicans, our minds, their minds have been corrupted now and the facts don't matter anymore when you when you see people in a car by themselves wearing a mask facts don't matter common sense as he said common sense no longer applies and that takes us up to that last phase which is crises because we become people become adapted they they adjust to certain situations and and you use the you use the example of the Russians taking tanks into Czechoslovakia, mm-hmm. and after they had after they had quashed the Republican or the um, uh, revolt in Czechoslovakia, Brezhnev said, "Now everything is normal." We hear this comment from from um, Fauci. We hear it from Newsom. We hear it from many of these left leaning people who tell us we have to get back to some sort of normal. That is the normal where they are controlling us and American people have become adapted to that control and the new normal, which they, what they will tell us is, nor, is nor, normal, will mean that you and I have far less freedoms. Well, what they're doing, yeah. Nor- uh, than what we have now. Yeah, normalization is the final phase. And as he talks about um, what, what they do with normalization is, now it's dangled over, um, you know, that uh, if you, you know, um, in order to get to normal, you have to do A, so that's to withhold normal for, from mm-hmm. you to control you, or um, you're never going to get to normal unless you do this which is the negative right. version of holding out normal uh, for power. Or if you want normal, you'll do this. Joe Biden, you know, if you, it, you know, if you want normal, uh, you know, you, you better wear a mask and get vaccinated. And But then the new normal is we might let you out into your backyard for the 4th of July. Um, I've actually right. held you over for two, done two segments in one. Um, you know, I, 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 he had said back in 1984 that at that point that America was already done, that, that they had taken the people of the 60s, 
And um, they were now in charge of all government and all media and all of the institutions. And they were the ones that that where minds were completely corrupted. He said America could wake up, um, but it would take generations to turn it around. Final question right. for you. Do you think that we can um, restabilize, restabilize, remoralize this country back to what it was? I cannot live without hope. Hope, hope drives me. I, I wrote the book, um, um, uh, Brush Fires of Setting Brush Fires yeah. of Freedom, based on hope. I heard your I heard your announcement as we were coming into this segment, where where the schools were saying you don't have to send your kids to uh, public schools; you can send them to these other schools. If we, if you and I, can continue to talk to these people that are listening, and they will then start. Spreading the word to others, not arguing, not debating, just sending these press of freedom. Yes, I think we can. I will never give up hope, Andrea. I will always believe that we can reverse our road to tyranny and get back to freedom. Well, thank you so much for being here, Don, and discussing this with me. And I encourage everybody. I'm gonna I'm gonna post the YouTube video on my Facebook. People need to watch it because what's going on here? This is this is all by design. This is the cultural Marxist movement. This ain't about George Floyd. This ain't about some Asian women shot in Atlanta. This isn't about anything that the left is trying to tell you except transforming America into their Marxist utopia. That's what 100 percent of this is about. And when that yeah. happens, we're done. But we 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 are. Hoping Hopeful uh, that we can stop it. Yeah, yeah, I say one more thing, real quick. Yeah, I'm so. It actually started back with Marx. Marx said the United States would be transformed. It went up to Lenin. Lenin started the Communist International with a specific purpose of transforming the United States, and he attacked specifically the media, education, and entertainment. That's right. He infiltrated all three of them, and they're still infiltrated. That's right. Absolutely. Don Jans, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Uh, we're going to take a, a little much overdue break, and then we got more to talk about on the other side, so don't go away. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. In our cancel culture story of the day, uh, Sharon Osbourne is being canceled. In fact, The Talk, which is a show, a talk show that I've never seen before, it's supposed to be like some kind of competition for The View, another show I don't watch. In fact, there's nothing that annoys me more when I think I'm turning on a conservative radio uh, talk show, radio or TV, and they play clips from The View. It's like, I don't watch the show because I don't want to hear anything that those haints have to say. So why why are you inflicting me with that? It's like, you know, I'm being abused here. It's like being The View is slapped. painful to listen to. It's absolutely painful. So apparently, so is this TV show, The Talk, which may be why they're, they may be using the Sharon Osbourne story as an excuse to like not you know do shut down for a little bit. So apparently, she defended um, Piers Morgan because Piers Morgan he he ended up in a dust up over his criticisms of Meghan and Harry. So here we've got, so she's, obviously you remember Sharon Osbourne's married oh, yeah. to, what's that dude's name who bit the head off a bat? What's his name? Ozzy. Ozzy, Ozzy. Ozzy, thank you. Okay. So, you know, she actually rose to fame 
um, because they did a reality show of one of the most repugnant families on with completely lacking in any character integrity. I mean, these people couldn't be far, you know, any more liberal than they are. Right. Which is how they became so beloved by so many in the entertainment industry and in Hollywood. So then she gets this gig. She's a Brit. She gets this gig, you know, on this talk show. And now she's being flat out pulled from the show, called a racist. They're trying to cancel her all because she defended Piers Morgan on his comments that he made. She said, look, you know, of of course, Piers Morgan defended the royal family. Meghan Markle's her accusation was unfounded. We Brits love our royal family. So we and and, and all for that. This this woman, one of the things this guy said in 1984 is that so many things this this KGB guy, he's like so many of these and he calls them useful idiots. So many of these people that we pulled into our little net back in India and in the, here in the United States of America, he says, and he talked about all, all these different, you know, you know, where he's done this, this routine. He says, all these useful idiots think that they're going to partner with us who, who take over and have power. And what they don't realize is that these are the ones, and he says, these are the ones that get lined up against the wall and shot. Just because you help us get to power doesn't mean you get to participate the in that. The second you don't think exactly like they do, you're done. Or for whatever reason, you're just a useful idiot. We don't have any love for you, lady. You think because Hollywood embraced you or whatever and put you on a talk show meant that you were good and you had cover from the Marxist in America? Girl, they, they just lined you up against the wall and, and shot you in the head, figuratively speaking. This is exactly a part of what this dude said in 1984. You know, Natalie Portman, there was a story out, Natalie Portman. I don't, do you even know who that actress uh, is? She was in Star Wars. Of course I know. Oh, okay, Natalie see, Portman I don't watch is. Star Wars, so I did not know. So she has rewritten some fairy tales for her kids. Three Little Pigs being one of them. Because there's just too much bad, too much gender assignment, male, male dominance going on in Three Little Pigs. So she's decided... <laughs> She's decided to rewrite it. Hey, lady, let me tell you something. Why are you deciding that these pigs are women now? Right. Is that not offensive to me? And when I actually saw this the other day, this article before I I heard the KGB guy from 1984, I thought of her as a useful idiot. I thought, here's this woman the left loves to tout as being so smart. Oh, she had AP science classes. Well, if this woman was so smart, she'd be reading some history books to her kids and getting on board with what's going on in this world. Because, you know, she's one of the useful idiots that would be lined up against a wall and shot. It's one of the things, it's just like we talked about last night. You think Drew Brees is now beloved by the Black Lives Matter movement because he got on his knees and crawled to beg forgiveness? No, they don't love him. He was a useful idiot for their cause. Dr. Seuss, Three Little Pigs. I, I, I can't make sense of it, Andrew. The only thing that you can do to save yourself in this country is push back against the craziness that's going on. There is nothing new happening in this country today. Every tactic you see, every story you hear is part of a movement, part of a playbook that's been going on for hundreds of years. In fact, this dude, this KGB guy that was talking about in 1984, recalling decades of work that he had, you know, it's it's all the same playbook. And what has been the result anywhere? Same result every time. Same result. Economies destroyed. Over 100 million people slaughtered in the name of Marxist utopia. And he and the reason why he defected and told this back in 1984 was because if America goes down, he defected. There's nowhere else to go. 
So he was trying to warn America. And that's what we've tried to do tonight. And of course, it sounds reminiscent. It sounds like a lot of conversations we've had with Don Jans. But we're trying to we're trying to do, like he said, light some brush fires under people. Well, like like you and I talk about on the show all the time, it is either now or never. There is no later. I'm telling you, we are on a cliff. Hanging off. Hanging hanging by our fingertips. And I like that Don Jan said he's a Christian, that we, we have to always live in a space of hope. But I can't be Pollyanna here. I'm not here to be Pollyanna and push propaganda. Hanging I'm here to be real. Thread. We're hanging by a thread. We're gonna, and so so is the show right now. We only got a thread left. We're about out of time, so we're going to take another break. But we'll be back in a minute. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show, and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, if the Dems are pushing to get this HR1, this election thing through, right? Um, which is going to completely take over and give the Democrats permanent voting, probably permanently in this country. The only thing stopping them from getting it through is the filibuster, right? Which is where it takes 60 votes. Um, the Dems are pondering just completely getting rid of the filibuster, which means they will be able to shove it through. Well, enter Mitch McConnell, the turtle. He's, you know, he's like Barney Fife, right? Got the gun, but no bullet in it. He's like, you know, Senator McConnell. We'll make it difficult if the filibuster gets killed. Difficult to do what, man? If they get rid of the filibuster, they got Kamala Harris to give to give the the tie um, vote, the tiebreaker vote, and they get everything they want in. I read that when I printed it for you. I just laughed. I mean, you know, it's like Barney Fife saying stop or I'll stop again. You know, where were you, Republicans? Tough Mitch McConnell. Yeah, real tough Mitch McConnell. Did nothing for four years. They could have gotten rid of the fil- What they needed to do was get rid of the filibuster for the entire Trump administration and get through the people's agenda is what they needed to do. They also needed to have the, the cojones, the corned beef, hash, and eggs to stop the election theft. Trump spoke out today after this Georgia thing. A WAPO revealed the name of the uh, the person who, who supposedly was the source for the story that Trump had said, find the fraud. And this person was like, well, I, I, I didn't I didn't mean it literally. It's like I was paraphrasing. It was my interpretation. OK, Mr. Jordan, why didn't you correct the record when they when they quoted you and it was a flat out lie? You could have come forward and said, no, that's not what Trump said. Silence. Absolute silence. To this day was still silent until WAPO out of this individual. Trump was right in calling out the Supreme Court for saying shame on them that there was enough evidence of fraud and they should have overturned this election. And we are now suffering severely at the hands of this Biden administration who is installed daily. 13,000 unaccompanied minors in cages. I mean, did you see the line of illegals in Texas? And let me tell you, they're coming into Texas purposefully to to turn Texas as blue as they can get it. Now, on the St. Patty's Day, did you have a a little shout out? I did. I was going to call her, but my good friend Kelly for over 10 years, I can never forget her birthday because it happens on St. Patrick's Day. So I'll have to send the clip to her later. So happy birthday to you, Kelly. Thanks for being a good friend over the last 10 years and have an awesome St. Patrick's Day. You already told me what you were doing. I know you will. Well, is this person actually Irish? 
I don't think so. Okay, well then, well then, okay, well then you outed her for culturally appropriating. Uh, oh, well, uh, what you, you know, do? Irish, right? Okay. Well, listen, we love you all. Thank you so much for being here. Tomorrow is uh, Friday Eve. We will have a great show for you guys. Post your show ideas for me on Facebook and uh, peace out. Thank you, Don Jans. Thank you.